Welcome to Hitting the Medium, a political podcast that aims to be nonpartisan. And just like a bumper car, we are bouncing off the medium today back to our respective partisanships. This is Michael, this is Robert, and this is Philip. And we are maybe hitting the median. So today we are going to be talking about Brett Kavanaugh. We're going to be talking about the hearing. We're going to talk about some of his past decisions and his potential influence if he is appointed to the Supreme Court and passes the Senate confirmation hearings. So we are talking about the hearings first. So let's discuss some of the hearings. So I would, I would I would like to start off with uh, Senator Hirono's uh, challenge to um, Judge Kavanaugh. Um, she made a very strong uh, rhetorical assault on his judgment based on a case in Texas, in which um, this one he was with the district the appeals with the he's, he's always been with the appeals court. In which uh, uh, a minor female, a minor woman, uh, was seeking an abortion, had a court, uh, had court permission to proceed with it, and uh, Judge Kavanaugh, uh, based on whatever wisdom he based it on, decided that the foster parents of the child, woman, minor. Uh, should be the ones making the decision instead of instead of the court. So uh, she, Senator Hirono, made the point that this is uh, basically legislating from the bench. You know, which we've heard for five decades from conservatives and conservative jurors should not be a permitted. Uh, what was it that he was doing that was legislating from the bench? Well, there's certain laws in Texas, right? So there's laws everywhere, basically. If a woman, if a girl, a woman, I guess, uh, if regardless of age, wants to have an abortion, it's her right in a lot of states, right? It's up to her. And but even more if, so, if, if when you're a ward of yeah, and if you're a ward of the state, it's different, right? You're ward of the state. You doesn't matter if you have foster parents or not. Your foster parents have absolutely no rights. So what, what Robert is trying to say here is that conservatives sort of have this hypocritical thing uh, except for their pet issues, except when it comes to their pet issues. Um, so that's, that's what's trying to be I know, to be but said what's here. the actual specifics of this case? There was a, a woman in Texas, she wanted to get a girl, a minor. And what happened? She was disallowed and barred from getting one because... Kavanaugh, being the deciding vote, said that she shouldn't be allowed to because it should be up to her foster parents because she's not old enough so to make that Texas kind of decision. So Supreme Court, and then well, my, my, my understanding was so, was somewhat different that it went that it went through the district, the whichever federal district court went up to appeal, and Kavanaugh gave a, a, a single a single judge of, uh, appeal, and that he essentially uh, invented a new doctrine that, you know, to bounce the decision back to the foster parents instead of uh, the, the judge who had already given her the judicial uh, 
I'm going to say imprimatur because the regular word is slipping from me, but given her the, the judicial approval and that uh, Kavanaugh frustrated with that, came up with this other idea, well, let's give it back to the foster parents. And so he essentially embarked on a new uh, procedure, which wasn't uh, indicated by any by any statutory law or any previous uh, court court uh, hearings. So, but if in Texas they they do have judicial bypass if the minor can't get parental consent. Correct, and it was given by who? By a judge. I don't know who the judge was. And then it went up to a three-person panel in the U.S. Court of Appeals. I think it just went to the one. No, three. Persons. Or was three? All right. And why do you feel that that's an important a decision of uh, Kavanaugh's? Did, well, the issue in the confirmation hearings that I think is important is whether or not the confirmee, confirmee, yeah, whether or not the person to be confirmed has a judicial, uh, a judicial disposition, whether the person is is trustworthy with. Uh, High court decisions. I mean, essentially, the interpretation of Supreme Court is the interpretation of the Constitution. There's no, there's no gimmies. There's no mulligans. They have to do it. So, um, it's it's important, and and this principle was uh, touted in the Gorsuch nomination. It's important that the Justices in Supreme Court make their decisions based on law, and not on their personal, uh, not on their personal codes of conduct or their personal principles. And the Gorsuch and the, the conservatives backing him all said this should be the rule. You know, there should be decisions which we can look at where a uh, potential appointee to the Supreme Court has made decisions in which the law contradicts or in some way opposes his personal uh, principles. And in this case, we see uh, Kavanaugh violating that principle. And, and, and it's, it's not the only but one. But it's just, it's just the one that Senator Hirono brought out in the hearing. But didn't he, didn't he, I mean, ultimately she got her abortion and he, he did delay it, which I'm, I'm sure isn't. I mean, he delayed it one month, so I'm sure that could create undue burden. So or that would create from 15 weeks to 19 weeks, right? If and delayed in, a month. And in Texas, you have 20 weeks to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. In in um in and he, he was going to give if it had gone past the 20 weeks he was willing in the order to give her extra time because of the judicial proceedings that delayed it but yeah it may have caused her extra emotional harm but there's reasons if you're seeking a judicial bypass she was an immigrant she had to get she she was trying to expedite the process anyway there's reasons to take time to to consider the case rather than just speed through it i don't think it necessarily showed it's more about that seems more about court protocol than it does like, oh, we got an activist judge. I'm not I don't know if he is or not. I, I think I, I don't know. We, we we could consider other cases, but when when there's another thing that came up about the abortion issue 
where, and that's what a lot of Democrats are scared about because there's how many Kennedys going right now? Yeah. So which ones? Which are the Supreme Court justices that are want to sustain? Don't John Roberts. Uh, don't want to overturn. Don't want to overturn it. Uh, we have Ginsburg, mm-hmm. uh, Sotomayor, mm-hmm. Kagan, uh, Kagan, and Breyer, right? Right. Yeah. And then which one? And, would, and, and uh, we've got Ginsburg is, is very aged. And which ones? And which ones would overturn it if they were given a chance? Uh, Clarence Thomas, mm-hmm. Alito, mm-hmm. Gorsuch, mm-hmm. and uh, John Roberts. We don't know. I don't think we. Can, I don't know if we, we can, can count on John Roberts. Roberts. You know, I, I want to say this just preliminarily. I think that the Supreme Court needs less Scalia's and less Ginsburg. Uh, is it Ginsburg? Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Less Scalia's and less Ginsburg's, and more Kennedys and more John Roberts. We need people who aren't going to just be like, oh, well, this is definitely what they're going to say. You know, we need people who interpret based on what they see rather than based on their presuppositional political beliefs. I, I agree. Which I, is I, what I, I think, what, which is what I think um, Robert yeah. was actually trying to say. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is why, uh, First with Gorsuch and now also with Kavanaugh. This is why this is such a, a, a critical thing. Um, like in Ohio, and I, 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 I want to try to sort of individual cases. Rono used that one case to illustrate a point. She was not relitigating the case. She was talking about Kavanaugh's uh, judicial temperament. Um, at this point, uh, Ohio has. has Come up with a compromise solution that it's 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 if there's a viable fetus, uh, the 22nd week of, of incubation is is the point after which an abortion becomes infanticide. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's it, and, and, it, and it's a moving target because you know we assume technology and that's fine by the Supreme Court. Well, that's that's where the idea that it's a super precedent comes in. That that uh, that comports with Roe versus Wade, where you know Roe versus Wade, they said the second half of the pregnancy it can't be terminated. The first half it could be. under um, except under dire circumstances. Except under dire circumstances, right? But but they they, they in, in the original Roe versus Wade decision, I mean, they did recognize that there is a time when uh, fetal development is, is is advanced enough that we're really looking at a kid. We're not looking at uh, an unsold. Uh, I I also think that, there, but I think that there's a lot of. I think that you. I don't know if I agree with you guys on the idea that judges can't have their can't bring their views to the bench because you look at like Dred Scott. Or, that's a good one for you to bring your own personal decisions on. I mean, but is it? I mean. The views that I'm just saying that the times in in like when you had big precedents in either good or bad in judicial um, like Brown versus Board of Education, those are judges bringing their views to the bench. I mean, people don't want to say this is a like you don't think Brown versus Board of Education versus Board of Education they brought their views to the bench. They said, oh well, it, uh, segregation is bad, so we're going to overturn it. Might not be a, there might not be a legal well, precedent for it. They overturned Plessy. They didn't overturn any... I mean, they didn't necessarily 
impose personal beliefs, the overturned Plessy, which said separate but equal, and they said it's not equal. Okay, so well, then it gets into work. a wrangling. Then it gets into a wrangling. Same type of wrangling that you're talking about, where where's a fetus viable, or where's um, you know what what is what is the duty of the what is the duty of the court to oversee the permission that an immigrant has if she's underage and trying to get an abortion. There's a lot of places where people are coming from a uh, a priori uh, position. But they're obviously winning or losing the debate based on the, the details of the case. Well, the reason that these cases keep popping up is because um, as we, not just as we learn more, but as we, as we start to use science um, to figure out decisions like this, right? There's a lot of scientific things that go into this. And as things change and as more science comes available, more technology this question keeps popping up. And the reason this question keeps popping up isn't just because there's a bunch of, you know, bigots who hate women on the more conservative side. It's because we, people who are more conservative in issues like pro-life issues really see science as confirming what they would say, um, that it, it's a life. Of course, do we, do we want to say conception? I don't know. You know, that's that's a debate for another time. But the reason that these things keep coming up is because we need judges who are going to come at it with, okay, well, what do the facts say? We want the facts. Like, even if people don't want to call it precedent yet, right? Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission could definitely become a precedent. and I, And there will be future cases like that. So that's, that's I think exactly that, the kind of case that I would say, you know, we don't want to use for a president. Well, I well, think that all Justice Kennedy, but I'm not talking about it as a president. I'm talking about Justice Kennedy, right? I thought Justice Kennedy was going to rule in favor. It, I thought, I didn't even think it was going to be seven to two. I thought if anything, it would be a win five to four. And Okay, but be, what, what, what do you not like about, what do you not like about so, that? So, so I, I want to go back a bit farther and back to the Warren Court and mm -hmm. the expansion of the rights of the accused, you know, Miranda and other decisions like that. There was one of the justices, and, and you'll have to forgive me because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, not thinking of his name right now, but during one of the debates, he pulls out his copy of the Constitution and, and waves it around at, at, at Justice Douglas and he said, you talk about the uh, penumbra of privacy, uh, which the Constitution protects. Where is it? You know, look at the Constitution and say to me, where is it in the Constitution? No, privacy rights are very important. And I, I tend to favor privacy rights and the expansion of privacy rights more than less. But it should come out of statutory they're, they're law. They're not clearly enumerated it, in the Constitution. That's exactly my point. They're not in, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's, it's just this inquiry penumbra of, of rights. And, you know, it, it, it does turn everything into this wrangling about, you know, the interpretation of scientific data by lawyers. 
uh, other things like that. I mean, there's there's issues of the environment. There's issues on the rights of the accused. There's free speech issues. There's voting rights issues. There's labor law issues. Let's go through a couple. I would like to go. Well, let me say something about this first of all. I feel like you're. I mean, I think you're. I, it sounds like you don't like Kavanaugh, but you're opposed to him from a more democratic leaning. The way the Democratic senators have approached it, except that I mean, you're with him. But I would say that that's not you're trying. You're being substantive. Klobuchar, Klobuchar, was substantive, and so is Blumenthal. And the ju- no, and the junior senator from um, was it Rhode Island? What's his name? Uh, White White. No, not White House. There's uh, another one that went on. That Reed. Was, no, uh, maybe, those are the senators White House and Reed. There might be a different state then. There was another senator that was going on questions about um, the powers of the president and the powers of the president to, to obstruct the Mueller investigation. Well, I know Kamala Harris was. Well, I don't think Kamala Harris did a great job. Cardin uh, was talking about that. I can look up who I'm talking right. who I'm talking about. But my point is, okay, the minority of opposition senators were were talking on the issues. The majority were not. The majority were 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 pushing for, um, were were playing politics. They were pushing for adjournment because they wanted to review these documents that may or may not have been probative, that got released. Then court. I mean, we can go into the details of the court booger thing, but it's just like, or or I think um, you know what I'm saying. It's like, oh well, we we're not gonna we're not gonna which the, you know the Republicans. In, in the Democrats' defense, Mitch McConnell led the thing where they didn't even put forward uh, Garland, Merrick Garland, for a whole year. But the De- Trump and the Republicans want it through. They think of him as a, a guy that's um, backed by the Federalist Society, so he's, he's good by their books. I don't think he probably agrees. I don't know where he lines up with Trump, but I know that he lines up with the uh, Federalist Society. You're talking about Canada? Yeah. And they want to get him through. If he can get, if Trump can get two Supreme Court justices through before his first two years, no other president has done that. It, it, Bush got that, two through, and, that, and Obama got what two or one? That that shouldn't be it. But I that's mean, what it is. There's a vacancy and, on the court. Wait, it should be filled. And that, but that's the well. It needs to be filled. But also, but that's what the Democrats are afraid of as well. It is coming down to a political issue. That's why there's so much fireworks around it because. You know, Booker and company want to see Trump weaken at the midterm. They, 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 and they're saying, well, until you get these documents released, which now I guess they are released, they're going to be in worse condition after the midterm. I mean, the, the Democrats are not going to gain any seats in the Senate after the midterm if if they want to be so strong. So what do you? So what do you explain? Now. You you think that they the Democrats are sending in pro you know two hundred protesters? To protest the case They're in Texas. They're not sending it in. Well, not the Democrats, but left-leaning group uh, activists. Well, okay, most of They're not sending in those people I to fight about to... the details of the Texas abortion case, which is a minor case. Now, I, I, I wouldn't I make a comment on that before. Just, just allow me one thing, all right? And it's short. So you had nearly 300 protesters arrested, 277. Over 220 of them were women. And they were not the sculpted, coiffed women that you see sitting behind the senators and, and Brett Kavanaugh in the chamber. I mean, they were women who 
you'd see it at a bus stop, you'd see it at a grocery store, you'd see it at a daycare center. I mean, there is an incredible schism right now between the American public and the government, and particularly between the conservative elements in the government. And, you know, you just sort of very between, clearly. Between who and the conservatives? The between the American people. No, you can't say that. There's an amazing schism. I, I would like to amend your statement. There is an amazing schism in general in our country among the American people. You've got really right-leaning, and, and you know, there's actually not as big of a schism as people say there is. The, the big problem is the most vocal people in America are either really, really right-leaning or really, really left-leaning. I don't think that's true. I think that I think that there's people in a there's this is an old school establishment battle in a way, except for Trump. So Trump is like in there as a disruptive force, and Trump's using the right establishment against the left establishment because he has power through the proxy of the right establishment. He doesn't agree with them on everything, but he uses them, and he he's pitting them against the left, and the left wants power, obviously. But they, so they have all their old feuding with the with the right, but it's not left at that simmering level that it used to be done at. Because behind the scenes is Trump pulling the strings of the people on the right establishment, and they they would give up. They would be okay with letting through someone of like, you know, they already let through Samuel Alito. They'll let someone through like that, but that doesn't represent a win for Trump. That represents a win for the right establishment. Kavanaugh represents a win for the right establishment, which they're reluctant to do, but they'll do. But he also represents a win for Trump, and they don't want to give Trump any wins. No wins. They the, represent, the Republicans or the Democrats? Democrats. Okay. They represent about 40... People that don't want to give Trump wins represent about 48% of the country, probably. People that do want to see Trump get wins are probably like 38%. And then there's 20, 18% or whatever my number's left of people who... Are kind of kind of in the middle, and and those groups, like if you're forty eight percent of the country doesn't want to see Trump get any wins, you were saying, oh, that's the American people. Well, probably two thirds of that group is the American people, and then the rest are are establishment, coastal establishment, beltway types, and on the right, among the thirty eight percent of Trump's support, probably one third are coastway, coastal beltway right-leaning establishment types, and two-thirds are people in West Virginia. One of the big things um, that, uh, okay, so whether you love him or whether you hate him, I was listening to Ben Shapiro's podcast on Do you know Brett Ben Kavanaugh. Shapiro is? Yeah. Okay, so he is a really, really conservative talk show host, and he is extremely pro-life, right? But he was talking about it. But He's know, Jewish. Yeah, but what's really interesting to me is... The legislative process is broken, and there was one of the senators was saying this, that the legislative process is broken, and what we keep doing is delegating all of our political battles to the Supreme Court instead of having good, constructive legislative battles. And it seems to me that on both sides that all the sen—I can't say all the senators—that a decent amount of senators and representatives are more interested in grandstanding. Yeah. Than, than they are in actually making constructive laws that will better the United States. And I, I think that's a big problem. And it seems like, I mean, what, what the heck is the point of the hearing anymore? 
I think the irony. I think the irony is that the the Democrats probably have like on Roe v. Wade, two thirds of the country is in favor of sustaining Roe v. Wade. Two thirds. It's not fifty yeah, fifty. Yeah, it's it's two thirds. So the Democrats and some. This might be what you meant by it. the Democrats on some level know that on certain positions they have majority opinion, but they are so unorganized. They're so like. They have a lot of money. It's not like they're poor. They have a lot of money. But they're very unorganized at, at winning the lower seats. And they weren't expecting to lose the presidency, which was a shock to them and a big surprise. That was a shock to me, too. And so they thought at least they would have the executive branch, which they don't have. So they find themselves out of power on all three three bo- big bodies. And now they're going to get another possible another judicial nominee against them it's like they're powerless in a way and but they yet still want to appeal to this large group of americans that agrees with them but is not either motivated enough or not organized enough to actually represent themselves politically the way the republicans have been able to do so, they're way so more efficient you said earlier you know the left wants power i mean i find that a very difficult proposition to accept because this disorganization or unorganization I mean, I think it's more disorganization. Anybody that runs, anybody that runs for POTUS wants power. Cory Booker is going to run in twenty twenty. If they wanted, if they wanted power, they would get themselves organized and they would seek power the way the Republicans. Can I say something about temperament? Yeah. Can I also say something after you? The 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 Republicans clearly. I mean, they got stuck with Trump after their nominating process. Uh, he was able to figure out very early on that you could win all those primaries with a plurality. And it didn't even have to be a big plurality. You just had to be the top one out of three. So they they figured that out very early on Team Trump, and they they ran their strategy accordingly. All they had to do is knock down... It's not that easy. The front, it's like it's, it's not easy. easy. But not that easy. He took down every res- but establishment but candidate it, they threw it, at him. It requires a different mindset than it does uh, if if you're thinking proportionally or if you're you know if you're thinking the the, the, the the nominating process is not like the general electoral process. And Which all I think is a shame. All the Republicans wanted to run. As if they were running for to the Senate, yeah, general for for the elect the uh, the general election process, and and Trump realized, you know, you don't win Republican primaries. Yeah, but Trump never tacked back to the middle anyway. He could care less about tacking back. That's to the, the point. Middle. No, it's not. He's saying you win the primary by most people. They they'll tack to their base to win the primary, and then they'll try to get back. Like Mitt Romney. So, 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 it didn't work. Trump attacked that way it never left. Let me interrupt you, because there's a reason why he's doing it that way. The the Republican control of the House is supposedly up for grabs. I don't don't believe they're going to lose the House. I mean, I've been wrong with predictions like this before. That's for sure. Yeah, but... 2010. I, I don't think the Republicans will lose the House. I think they'll they'll have a much smaller majority. You know, it might be two hundred and eighteen to two hundred and fifteen. But that means what is it now? Two two the, the Republicans have a forty seat majority. So so that would mean that the Republican 
caucus would be a lot smaller, but a lot more ideological and a lot more unified. And I think that's, I think that, you know, somebody around Trump is thinking that way. I don't know if it's him personally, but somebody around him is thinking that way. We want a more pure, uh, a more pure caucus. We don't want to have this caucus that's so big that we can't do anything the way it was under Boehner and Ryan. I think I have two things to say. So, um, first of all, I think I have this running theory, right? My running theory is that the reason that um, when a president gets in during the midterm election, a lot of times what happens is the House and Senate switch sides. And mm-hmm. I think that's because when that's the not American... a running theory, that's just history. No, I'm, I'm talking about my theory. Oh, why it happens. Yeah, my, that's not my theory. My theory is the reason that that happens is because the American people are... Course corrected. Are, yeah, course corrected. Right? There, a lot of Americans are more middle of the road. They're not extreme right or extreme left. right? So they have to make sure that it's balanced out. Yeah, okay, we got a Republican. So if you have a Republican president, you need to elect a bunch of Democrats in the midterm to make sure that the Republican president does some good Republican things, but you don't want him to do the whole Republican agenda. You want him to do, you know, be stopped a little bit and not make too much change too quickly or vice versa, right? Democrat president elect Republicans. So that's the first thing. The second thing is one of the reasons the Democrats are, are um, powerless is because they took away a lot of power when they had control, like the nuclear option that Harry Reid decided mm-hmm. to eliminate, which came back to bite them. And mm-hmm. I, the, I thought that was stupid when he did it because I'm like, well, what happens when you lose the majority because you will lose the majority? Then you're going to be powerless to defend. Like if they had a nuclear, if they had a filibuster that they could do against Kavanaugh, I'm not sure if Kavanaugh would get through. So that's a that's a big thing. Harry Reid well, actually screwed uh, over the Democrats 50, by doing that. A fifty to forty nine confirmation on party lines. I mean, this could this could damage the Supreme Court's credibility for years. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's to me that's a much bigger issue. And I, and, and I also want to go back to Ohio. You know, because. Um, there, there is a degree of, of bipartisanship there. I mean, the Republicans are very dominant. Um, they have that trifecta of controlling the governorship, both chambers of the legislature. Um, I think in the lower uh, chamber, they have something close to a veto-proof majority, if not actually having a veto-proof majority. But they were able to fashion a, a bill on abortion, which is highly divisive that established the right to an abortion, but put in limitations to it that most reasonable people can figure out some way to accept. Yeah, I'm, so, you know, I like I mean, John Kasich. To, to me, that's... that's John that's, Kasich's that's, not in power anymore, is he? Yeah, he's still... Yeah, he's still he's the governor. That's, that's, I, I love mean, John Kasich. That's, that's, that's yes, more the way that we John should Kasich. be going for. You know, okay. he's an Anglican, right? Yes, he's an Anglican, yes. Okay, there's what I want to say about... You say Democrats... You, you said that you, if Democrats really want power, they would get organized. You do understand that a lot of it has that people vote along their along temperamental lines. So, like, if you're a person that has more trade openness, you'll tend to be more liberal, right? And if you're Maybe. no, you will be All because right. you you are willing to try new experiences. You're willing to All open right. yourself up to new experiences. Trade openness, right? So that's what progressive progressivism is about. Is about Bringing in the new, right? Bringing in the new that could fix whatever the hell is wrong with the current state. Conservatism 
is about basically making sure that what's okay now is maintained against possible um, attacks from the new, right? And those people, personality-wise, have more uh, high... Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll score higher in the domain of um, conscientiousness, which is... With, and orderliness, which is why they might not have... They, and they also might have more uh, discussed... Uh, uh, like discussed aversion or, or um, discussed sensitivity. So to some people, it looks like xenophobia maybe, or it looks right, or it looks like uh, them just being uh, regressive or them being... So why do so many of them fly the stars and bars if, if it's a constructive, conscientious thing? I mean, this is a... A major Confederate flag? Yeah, major threat. I mean, probably the biggest threat to our form of government that we experienced in history, and yet they keep that alive. I mean, that's that doesn't strike me as conscientiousness. That strikes me as as something pretty sinister. I mean, that's a populist. That's that's more of a populist movement that exists within the broader... I'm talking about a Mitch McConnell... But, I mean, line. you drive around, you know, Shenango County and you see these farmhouses with... You, know, you can't tell the difference between someone flag. that waves a Confederate... Okay, I understand they're in the people, same party, but you don't understand that there's... Most why the Confederate flag don't actually believe slavery was one of the big issues in the Civil War. What okay. did they think was the big issue? Slavery was pretty much the central tenet. What do they think was the big issue? States' rights, but they don't... But then I asked the question... States rights to do what? No, but I'm just saying, you don't think that, you cannot tell the difference between a guy that lives in some neck of the woods and waves a Confederate flag or puts it on the back of his truck with a gun and Paul Ryan or Mitch McConnell? No, there's a difference. Okay, and they both exist in the same party, but one 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 but is obviously representing... moving away from the Ryans and the McConnells and towards the... Well, McConnell's still there. McConnell's seventy years old. He's got. I mean, when he when Paul Ryan is going to be there for much Paul longer. Ryan's I personally think, even though Paul people say and, Paul and Ryan, but who does Kavanaugh represent? Kavanaugh represents McConnell and Ryan, not Kavanaugh represents the McConnell and Ryan wing, not the the Stars and Bars wing. Except that ah. those 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 documents. He's not which, a populist at yeah, all. Yeah, except very, that yeah, those, that's true. Except, those, except that those documents, which which Booker wanted to publish, so that's so crazy. So I would show a, no, a, 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 a degree of racial animus. Which which where's the racial animus? I, I cannot. St- Booker to me was is terrible. And I, that was that was did? that was what he said when he when he said I, mean, I want to bring these in here because it. So they, they're all going to get released. They're all going to get released. Yeah. And, and the thing that I don't like about it is that they were alluding the first two, three days of the hearings. This is the thing, right? Kavanaugh has a huge, huge record. One of the reasons that people said to Trump, don't nominate Kavanaugh, is because there's millions of documents that are, I guess, somehow related, right? I, they're not pertinent, but they're, they're related to who he is. But a lot of them are duplications. It's like, it's like taking Hillary's uh, deleted emails and multiplying it by 10. There's a lot of there's a lot of multiplying by tens. Well, except they weren't deleted either. I know. They're they're actually that was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah, they're actually there's there's a lot of a lot of documents and um, a lot of them are are either connected to the Bush administration or or and they have personal. Some of them have personal details in them. So 
the National Archives has to declassify, normally has to declassify them before they get put out into these hearings, because the hearings are public. And the, but there's some people in the Senate, Senate Judiciary Committee, they saw that like Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, these different people. Don't put those two together. They're both in the Democratic Party. Yeah, but they... they okay, they, Dick, they, Durbin, they, Dick, Dick Durbin and, and Cory Booker, okay? They saw these documents beforehand. They had access to them. So, but they couldn't speak about them directly because they weren't released yet. So Kavanaugh, they would like allude to them with these questions to Kavanaugh, like, did you ever say this, this, and this? Like, did you ever, one of them, was, did you ever talk to somebody in this law firm, that was, which that I was, a 50-person law that firm, was about, Mueller, about that the Mueller was, investigation? And Kavanaugh said, well, I don't think so, but are you referring to a specific exchange, email exchange? Yeah, she I, just, and then, I think it's Kamala here. She just goes and she says, well... I can't talk about that right now, but I want you to answer the question. He goes, no. And like I'm sure lines. she'll get to a point where she's able to release a document where it says so-and-so. He had some kind of conversation with so-and-so. So, so we're, we're looking at a country which is more or less divided. You know, we don't know. I mean, some of us think it's more divided. Some of us think it's not so divided. So we pick somebody who's going to divide us more. And Kavanaugh, you know, but I, that's what I'm saying. Court, I don't see how instead Kavanaugh of looking for somebody who would be more familiar to me, Kavanaugh is like the white is like a white. So let's talk about Kavanaugh. a white right Alito right. or a white Clarence Thomas. A white Clarence Thomas. You don't think Alito's white? Oh, a white Clarence Thomas. Yeah. So that was not Scalia. He's like Scalia. Yeah. Kavanaugh. Okay, Kavanaugh. You know what? I actually would agree with you. He is very much like Scalia, and I can't stand Scalia. I've agreed with Scalia one time, and uh -huh. that was his dissenting opinion. He had like 13 kids. I mean, that was about the only thing I agreed with him. The only, the only Scalia case I ever agreed with him was his dissenting opinion on Obergefell. So in, as far as I'm concerned, he got one case right. And I agreed, and just like I've said before, I agreed with Windsor. But I disagree with Obergefell. Now, putting that to the side because it's irrelevant. Now, Brett Kavanaugh, let's talk about his record. Okay, we've talked about his case with abortion. One big case that really concerns me is the right to privacy, which is what uh, Robert was saying is we should be increasingly more in favor of privacy from the government. From the government? Yes. What do you mean? Oh, privacy against the government. Yeah. Like, they don't, and and corporations. But you said it's not enumerated. I mean, yeah. All those, all those little nuggets or cookies or whatever they call those things that cookies. you are yeah. constantly yeah. agreeing yeah. to. I mean, come on. I agree. You know, you. they're they're like controlling your mm -hmm. your life. So I'm gonna say this. This is really funny. I turned thirty uh, a few weeks That's ago. That's really funny. No, 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 no. no. Thirty years. Oh, okay. Oh. So I turned thirty. The next day, I got an advertisement on Facebook for ED pills. <laughs> so I looked up, trying to find out why I'm getting advertisements for this on my Facebook. Why am I? And apparently, they're uh, they're trying to market to people who are 24 to 34 years old. Okay. And I'm like, okay, why? First of all, most people my age don't have that problem. First of all, second of all. That demonstrates the point. Like, 
I I would at least like to know who's at you know at least like to know who's advertising to me, and I don't just want to see advertisements from everybody. Yeah, exactly. Cambridge Analytica is another good example. No, um, they're the ones who think that you should get those ads. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's ridiculous. Um, it, but okay, enough, so you couldn't get enough hard on looking at pictures of Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Ted Cruz. Captain Underbite? I guess. I don't think he has an underbite, does he? I'd say he's got a nice underbite. Is it an overbite? Is it an overbite? What's going on? Either way. Aside from my ad hominem attacks against Senator Ted Cruz. um, He's ugly. His mother dresses him, so let's come on. (laughs) Let's not be mean to Ted Cruz. (laughs) Why not? He's all right. Uh, Go on. Okay, so... There was a case where there was a suspect who had his car altered to have a tracking device put in. And there was no warrant. Yes, this is Kavanaugh. There was no warrant for this. They did it. It was altered by the police? Yes. So Kavanaugh said it was okay considering the circumstances, except for that his property was altered and his property shouldn't have been altered, which is absolutely ridiculous because... He would say that the four, basically they said, well, the Fourth Amendment says, you know, illegal search and seizure, right? You're not allowed to search through his things and seize his possessions. So the question is, should we be scared if, of Kavanaugh for this? Did it get I, thrown out or did it, get, did it get sustained in the court? It got sustained. That's what Kavanaugh wrote. He's probably in favor of that type of nonsense. No. No, he's in favor of privacy. Not always. He 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 has certain. I don't know. Let's ask Robert what he. No, does. like he likes to say the the um, yeah, Patriot that's, Act. That's, that's not putting a uh, a tracking device in somebody's car. But it's a slippery slope. Very much so, and I think I'll give one. I'll give one that just that I just read about today. Google owns um, the. I don't know if you ever seen it, but anyway, there, there's these link link, New York City hubs. They're like these little kiosks that exist. There's like 1,600 of them in the city there where all the phone booths were, and they were remodded in 2014 by de Blasio in order because they were just sitting there. They're phone booths. They weren't useful anymore. So this company, who turns out is owned by Google, they're like a conglomerate of tech companies. They decided they would put in a bunch of Wi-Fi stations for free for people to connect to. But it turns out... Uh, and they would have to, you know, and they would make their money back. They would maintain them. The city wouldn't pay for them. They would maintain them by getting advertising dollars from the sides of the kiosk. Well, it turns out they're tracking a lot of people's, uh, you know, website use as they connect to the Wi-Fi. It turns out that uh, undergrad that was doing some studies on them just found out that they're planning on tracking people's location as they go throughout the city based on these uh, Link New York City devices. And that's, that's headed up by Google, but it, the contract and the deal was made by the government. So it's both groups kind of working in collusion, let's call it, to start tracking where people are walking throughout the city, which to me is like really horrible. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's an invasion of privacy. What do you think? So you got a comment on it? And, and Kavanaugh would be against, so Kavanaugh would be, Probably backing up Google and this and yeah, New York City. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, big that's problem. not good. That's well, Google. A big Google. Problem. I mean, Google is why I think we got to have more statutory law. Yeah, I and, agree. Uh, you know, 
Kavanaugh mm-hmm. is also against net neutrality, and I think that net. See, all the conservatives like Ben Shapiro. This is another thing I disagree with Ben Shapiro on. And even though he's funny and witty and he's pro-life, I Ben Shapiro is wrong on net neutrality. He says, oh, well, we didn't have net neutrality and the internet was just fine. But internet has become more and more and more accessible since 10 years ago, especially since net neutrality was you know, put well, into place. But he's wrong. He is wrong. Because, the, 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 you know, if, if you look at, you know, I mean, to some extent, Al Gore did invent the internet. And he was the one who passed the legislation that permitted the uh, Department of Defense to give over its its hardware and its software, and that was where the internet took off from. And they used to call it the information superhighway. So it really was seen as a free utility uh, access. Yeah. For, for everybody. I mean, it wasn't like something that was going to be used by marketeers and yeah. Google. <laughs> I think that Kavanaugh's opposition to net neutrality is also a big problem. Because we well, need... Well, Kavanaugh represents the capitalists. Yeah, see, that's the... He's an establishment Republican, and that annoys me. I don't want, I don't want a Republican or a Democrat. I want... A judge. A, a judge. I want somebody who's going to judge... Kennedy was, uh, Justice Kennedy was appointed by Reagan, correct? Yeah. Yeah, he was appointed by Reagan, but he didn't always just do the conservative bidding. He did what he felt was what a judge does. Whether you like him or whether you don't like him doesn't matter. He did what he could with, with yeah, what he had. And same, same with Robert. Just, Justice John Roberts, everybody was like, oh, well, the... About the Affordable Care Act is going to get shut down because Justice John Roberts was appointed by Bush, and Justice John Roberts is a Republican and he's a conservative, but he upheld the penalty because he said it's a tax, which Kavanaugh also did too. Well, he, he it said it's, tax. It's, it, 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 the tax power. Yeah. You know, he didn't say it was a tax. He said it, it, it's the tax power. It engages the tax power of the government. Yeah, which is, which, you know, that... Is. Which is some kind of a secret code for like they can do it. That's fair. What about his uh, union? He's a union buster too. Yeah. Okay. So Roberts or Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh. So okay, there was a case in New England in Massachusetts, and it is it was uh, Verizon New England versus the National Relations Labor Board, uh, union number uh, local number. Local union branch uh, 2334, I believe, of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. So what happened was there was a collective bargaining agreement in place. And in the collective bargaining agreement, they were not allowed to picket during arbitration. Right? So there were, and so um, there were, they were, the workers were holding up signs that says, honor your agreement and things like that in their cars while it was on Verizon property. And so Verizon sued and said, no, you're not allowed to do that because you signed off on this collective bargaining agreement. So you're not allowed to pick it, right? So then the National Relation, Labor Relations Board took it, to the, took it to Supreme Court and said, this is ridiculous. You can't waive the right to pick it. And Kavanaugh said, uh, no, actually, you can waive the right to picket under the National Labor Relations Act or something or other. So then we have to ask the question, 
can you give up your right to protest? Because I think it would be really First Amendment right to protest, but that's not what they said. They they sued under the National Relation, Labor Relations Act. Well, the, first of all, it doesn't make sense that the National Labor Relations Act would say that, since that's the law which upholds labor yeah. rights. I mean, so, oh, here's the law. Here's the right that labor has had since they started, and they waive it under. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is, I believe there is a clause in there, but there was also other cases. I don't see to. why you would. I, I, I'm in favor of the Labor Relations Act, but if they, I, I was thinking about it. We were talking about it. Beforehand, and it makes sense to me that there would be a provision that you could waive it under certain circumstances. I'm not saying it's a good idea as a bargaining chip, but if you want to win the collective bar, if you want to get your concession to the collective bargaining agreement, and you decide, okay, we'll waive our right to pick it. I'm not saying it's it's a solution. I'm not saying it's the right solution, but it seems like something they should be allowed to do. To be honest, so I'm then, not saying they, that then it's just for the life of the contract, which would have expired. I mean, they wouldn't be. In contract negotiations, I mean, there's another thing. Contract. There's another thing that came up in the in the New York State governor's debate about whether public, you public workers like public employee workers, public public, public workers don't have a right to strike. Should be able to strike or not? Should be able to strike or not? I mean, there's a million precedents. And Nixon, and Nixon says that they should be able to strike. She has to change the Taylor law. Right, she has to, you know, and and that that will really come back. In well, obviously, Kavanaugh just just if Kavanaugh gets through, obviously, I mean, because it won't be that. it won't be the pet employees or the teachers, or it'll be the snowplow drivers or the state troopers, sanitation, who who or the sanitation. Well, well sanitation they're not paid a lot, but it'll be the snowplow work drivers or or the the state troopers who strike on her, and that'll kill her, you know, and that'll kill any governor. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Public services are essential. That's why they can't strike because they have to carry out those functions. So, uh, Kavanaugh is anti-union. Yeah, he's very anti-union. And, and the unions just lost in the Janus decision, I think, which was a Supreme Court decision this past cycle. And I don't know what the ruling was, but it it made it so that union dues are no longer can no longer be mandated. They have to be opted into. Right, there's no there, more union there, there was something where I mean, I in the for instance in the in the it's not a toll like for instance in the U of T the people who are which is the teachers union in New York City the people who are already opted in they didn't have to ask them again is so they're already in. limited to public employee unions or is it across? The I board? think it's across the board. I think it's ridiculous if, if you're going to be in a union. It's like, oh, well, you know, you don't have to pay union dues. Okay. No, well, I don't want to pay union dues, but I want to be in a union and have a union represent me. It's like, well, I want a lawyer and I want to go to court, but I don't want to pay for the lawyer. Oh, well, here you go. Here's a public pretender. I mean, public defender. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm no. Not, I'm not, I'm no. Not. If you want somebody to fight for you, it's not free. Nothing is free. I mean, maybe in Bernie Sanders' world it's free, but it's not free. You have to pay. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's like, well, I don't, I don't want to be a union employee. It's like, okay, well then go get a job where you're not represented by a union. Go get screwed. I think, I think Janice is only is limited to public. Uh, I don't think so. Because I've heard meetings uh, with with union people who say that they have a strategy to fight it. And New York Governor Cuomo recently. Uh, Got a statute through that provides 
public employee unions in New York, uh, the union shop, they can impose dues. Uh, clearly, yeah, public. You're right. You're public. Clearly, the idea behind that is that um, somebody's going to test it in the Supreme Court. Somebody's going to sue New York. Listen, if again, if and you don't want to pay do union dues because oh, I joined this job, but I don't need a union. Okay, go find another job where you're not represented by a union if you don't like it. That's just that's just what it is. If you don't like it, go get go somewhere else and get screwed. It's fine. I'll take your job, but but to me that's that's one of the bigger issues. Five four. Yeah, it was, it was a narrow it was a narrow decision, and the Kennedy cast Breyer, Ginsburg, Kagan, Sotomayor against Kennedy cast usual suspects. So Kennedy Kennedy it wouldn't change on that particular issue because Kennedy was on the anti-union side. Yeah, Kennedy is and, hard and, to predict. You know, I mean, labor labor rights have been undermined. You know, as long as I can remember. So that, well, that's because they don't shoot anybody anymore. That's not new, new news. That's because they don't shoot anybody anymore. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah, they used up. to shoot, get in sh- fight. The yeah, shoot remember that strike? Was it West Virginia? They had a lot of shootouts in these strikes. That, like that. that big West Virginia thing with, by, with the coal miners? Do you know that? Colorado. Was it Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. Where the militia was I, I can't think of the name of the town right now, but it's Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. I mean, the West was built by miners more than by cowboys. All right. Yep. All right. So, going back to it. All right. So, Kavanaugh, I, I think, to be honest, I know you're happy with Booker. I feel like the, there was an email that went out. I don't know if it went to Booker well, or not. Grassley, but the Grassley documents, challenged Booker and said, you know, when we're not running for president, we have to do what we're doing here. When the documents were, when the doc, when the documents were, the documents were already told that they were going to be released the night before Booker did that grandstand. Interestingly, so to me, there's no, there's no points. Fine, declassified. To me, he gets no points for it. I know it's a big it win. It wouldn't be without him. That's all grandstanding. It happened before he did his grandstanding. They were only alluding to it, and then the day, the night of, they did the declassification. Booker comes in that same day and goes, kick me out of the Senate if you need to, like this. Come on. No, you're not getting kicked out of the Senate. And it so for whatever it's it's a nice show, but I, I don't think he would have done it if there was something. Carmen sat there and told him, "We'll, we'll we might, kick you out over no, this." No, Carmen said that. Someone said to Carmen, "Bring the charges then," and he didn't. But he should have. If you're gonna act, and like he that, didn't. He not only didn't bring the charges, but they they were, they are gonna release the all documents, documents were already declassified when all he right, said still. it the night before. So Conrad shouldn't have made the statement. Who's got the bigger schlong? It's not even that. It's That's just it grandstanding. Is. It's so annoying. By That's Conrad. what grandstanding oh. is. By Conrad. Oh, what does Conrad do to grandstand there? He's, he's Conrad he just order. kept his mouth shut. No, he doesn't. Isn't he the guy leading it? No. Who's leading it? Um, Grassley. Okay. Conrad decided to get tough. Because it's annoying. Based on nothing. No, because he wanted to be seen as, you know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the racial animus documents to come out. Then we'll have some more to talk about. Yeah, that There's be, no racial that, animus documents. If, so there is, if there is racial animus, that's a big deal. But they haven't shown any of it. And I, I don't even think he'll get through if there is. And we'll, we'll you know, the, the, the disaster would be if he got through and then it came over. Yeah. You know, I mean... 
That would be the disaster. And it would be nice if, you know, the Democrats could actually Where's filibuster. Where's Kavanaugh from? Oh, I don't know. He's probably from Maryland or somewhere. I mean, he's been living in Washington his whole adult life, but maybe he's from New Jersey. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Harry Reid shot the Democrats in the foot. What about, all right, let's do one other thing on Kavanaugh, and then we'll, and then we'll finish up. What do you think about Kavanaugh's views on the powers of the president? For instance, and there's an example. For instance, Kavanaugh was questioned about his statement that the president, he doesn't like bureaucrats interfering with the, with the executive branch as a rule of government. That's what he thinks about the government. What do you think bureaucrats so wait, are? Wait, I'm giving an example. I'm giving an example. No, executive, the executive, I mean. He's not a bureaucrat, the executive, the executive is the executive. So, he, here's the example. I, and I forget who challenged him on it, but he said that he has a position that the chief of the Social Security Administration can be fired at will by the president and not just for cause. That's an example of him saying that the president's powers are superior to those of the bureaucracy. Michael? Well, first of all, uh, I think this also demonstrates what has been talked, what has been talked about uh, earlier, that the legislative branch is supposed to be the most powerful branch of the supposed to be equal. I think the legislature is supposed, be, is supposed to be bigger. I mean, it's powerful. And the executive is the handmaid. All right, well, let's go on. Yeah, so the legislative branch has become so weakened, right? Why is it that we're just allowing presidents to just appoint bureaucrats for Social Security is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. There's a baby boomers are going to be they're already starting to retire, and the Social Security needs to be available not just for them but for Generation X, for the millennials, and for the next generation, which I call Generation Z. Even for them, right? We need to have these programs in place, and I think it's too much power to give to the president to even be in control of social security. That should be a legislative thing, a legislative branch thing. So, but should the president just be allowed to fire a cabinet member? I wouldn't say so at all. If you have to be confirmed in order to be part of the cabinet, you should also have to no. be confirmed to be removed. No. Okay. So there's a there's, cabinet member you can't fire? There's, there's, there's four categories of, of federal judges. I mean, category one is what we're talking about, category mm -hmm. moving up to Supreme Court. Category two are appeals judges. Category three are district judges. Category four are administrative court judges. All right, category four is the only merit uh, appointed judges. I mean, so they're the only ones that we can actually say they know the law, they, they have to show some kind of merit. The rest of them are, are, are much more political. So, to me, the... the but what's about a bureaucrat, not a judge? The chief of the Social Security Administration. To me, the civil service, which is the administrative law judges, which is the senior executive service in the civil service, you know, the grades 14 and above, I mean, they're they're there to carry out the law. I mean, they're not there to carry out they're the orders leaders. of the presidency. Oh, okay. They're there to carry out the law, to, to interpret the statutes, to interpret the executive orders, to look at the policy of the administration, 
to, to make them comply with each other and to maintain continuity. But can he fire them? So I would, I would say no. I would say that oh, civil, see, service, civil service protection is a keystone of, of a free state. That if you give the president the power to, to fire civil, service, civil servants, you're, you're, for, well, you're, you're power, almost, you're almost giving him royal prerogatives. I think he already has power to fire for cause. For cause is a different matter. Okay. For cause, I mean, that's saying the person is Not you know, incompetent, general. negligent. You know, I come up with false causes pretty easily, and you know, then maybe, you have, but it's different. But it's still then different. Then you have the civil will. service commission that you have to that you have to deal with. Because I tend to take a more Nixonian view of things, that the president is the highest person in the land, and that they, if they want someone else, they can get that's someone like, else. That's like monarchical. King, that's not King Republican. Trump. And I'm going to say, Obama, and I'm going to say, Republican Bush. with a small. I mean, Obama did a lot of executive orders. He. That's similar. No, it's similar in that he increased the powers because he didn't go through the legislative. But they range. were policy. They weren't personnel. I understand that his personnel was of a certain stripe. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Obama also expanded the power. In some ways he restrained it. In some ways he expanded it. I mean, he expanded it in a lot of ways. Actually, the dronings were an expansion of the presidential powers. But to me, the president should be able to determine as much as possible the personnel in the. Federal government, and definitely he should be able to fire a cabinet member. That's crazy. Well, yeah, the cabinet serves at, at the uh, pleasure of the president. Of so does the attorney but, general, doesn't But there it? has to be a distinction. Yeah, he's part of the cabinet. There has to be a distinction between the civil service and the political arm of the executive branch. I mean, the and what about the what about the head of the FBI? I, th I think he's appointed. There's about four thousand appointed positions. So that's one that can go. We we. That's one that can go. political, yeah. yeah so I, I, Rosenstein can go if Trump wants him going. Well, he's a deputy, but yeah, probably. And Ray can go if Trump wants him going. Ray can definitely go. But they'll, if they, if Trump gets rid of him, he's going to be in hot water. I think it's a huge stretch to say that that's an obstruction of justice. I mean, we don't have the clear cause and effect that we had with, with uh, Cox and uh, Richardson and whoever else it was who got fired, you know. Uh, I mean, Nixon started firing Archibald Cox, the special prosecutor. Mm -hmm. Then the attorney general said... What is that, said, Friday Night Massacre? Yeah, it? then the attorney general said, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, so Nixon fired him. And, you know, I think he went down like three levels before he, find some, he found somebody who was going to carry out the order. And then the Congress came back and reinstated him because the, the, the special prosecutor statute gives him the power to do that. So, you know, that's not what we're talking about with, with, uh, with Trump. I mean, we're... Uh, we're talking about with with Comey in particular. I mean, it was even it was a fire. Comey was due for cause. I mean, Comey he was due for yeah, fire. Comey, I mean, there was as much as I like James Comey, he was due for uh, fire. With Ray, there's really nothing. With uh, Rosenstein, it would clearly be political. Well, what's his name that fired? He would McCabe. Be, I'm not sure uh, who yeah, that is. McCabe got fired three days before he was going to get his pen. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was nasty. That was nasty. But he'll be reinstated, or he'll or he'll be. Rehired. Well, he already has five hundred thousand dollars in his kicks Kickstart account or whatever it All is. Right. So, yeah, and it, you want to sum everything up? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. So, general consensus, I'd say, is a lot of people don't like Kavanaugh. Even establishment people really don't like him. He'll get through, I'm sure. I hope not. Seems like it. I hope that there's some. There are some racist documents. Well, you hope also, this is you really hope for racism. I don't like him. I didn't like him. I did. 
So the four people that Trump was looking at, I didn't like Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. I, honestly, I, I wanted. Think, I think Trump. I wanted Amy Coney Barrett. That's preserve, preserve the uh, Irish seat. You know, I mean. I wanted Amy. What's the perjury? What's the perjury? Um, supposedly, his given testimony in his hearings, it doesn't come. Yeah, but what, what are the actual? It's not like Clarence Thomas. Like, what is the actual? What's is there one actual example? Yeah, supposedly there's two. There's two what documents. I don't. I don't know what they are at this point. But the press reports just said there's like two of them. And um, are they like? Oh, I was at Rachel. The Rachel Meadows said that you know once he gets the. Appointed as the Supreme Court, he's going to get impeached and removed for perjury. That so. would be nice. That would at least be interesting. Rachel Maddow, though, is known for her big bombshells, like the one she had where she has her bombshell to release the Trump taxes, and it turned out that it was like probably Trump planted them because it was the most taxes he paid of any year. So I don't know. Rachel Maddow, she's been saying Trump's going to be impeached for what, two years now? <coughs> I okay. She says that. <coughs> I have been saying that Trump. This is going to last two years. The, the, he will Kavanaugh. piss off the Democrats. <laughs> he will piss off the Democrats, and then the Democrats will get a majority and remove him in 2019. One reason Trump wants Kavanaugh in is because Kavanaugh is really high, like I said, yeah. on the powers of the presidency. He doesn't like bureaucrats messing. That's just his own view. He doesn't like bureaucrats messing with the president. So if it becomes a Mueller-Trump Supreme Court case and he has Kavanaugh in, that's one vote that's going to go what? real hard for Trump. Forget, in that forget that because that's not going to happen. Okay, but that's what people but, are saying. But, but the, the point that you made that, that, that Kavanaugh thinks that there should be much less restraint for the president would appeal to Donald Trump. Yeah, of course Because he doesn't like the idea of having any restraint on his, on his scope Cows. as an executive, whether it's a government organization or a private organization. So, I mean, that, that I think, is, is probably the salient reason why he appointed or uh, nominated Kavanaugh. Uh, Kavanaugh. It's probably due to that yeah, doctrine of expanded Maybe we shouldn't even say probably. executive power and less oversight of the president. All right. Go ahead and sum it up. For so, me. I really wanted Amy Coney Barrett. That's what I wanted. But some of them are amazing. Kavanaugh. But, I mean... There's not really much more to say. There's the hearings. We've got the hearings. So, I mean, what are we going to see? The vote? Yeah, we're just going to see the vote. 49. When will the vote be? I don't, I don't know this one from the calendar. But McCain's got not voting. Right? McCain's dead. He can't vote. That's right. Even if, even if you were a Democrat, you couldn't vote. But they can't put anybody in. Even if you were a Democrat, you couldn't vote. He's dead. Well, the Susan Democrats have known to have a dead not vote. vote for Kavanaugh. Neither is Murkowski. Well, that would kill it. That would kill it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. I think it's going to be straight party line. No, I don't think that Suzanne Collins and Mark Gorsuch was a straight party line. Who did they get, Manchin? Yeah, they got two. Manchin and somebody else. But I think that was one of the things that, that, that but Gorsuch is a was better, doing was to keep all the Dems in line. Gorsuch is a better nominee. nominee than yeah, he was, a lot, he was a lot cleaner. Yeah. yeah, way better. Way better. Like I said, I'd rather have Amy Coney Barrett. That's who I really, really well, we're not, we're not. What's Kavanaugh on wars? Is he like... Pro war? We don't know. He was in the Bush administration. He was, so well, yeah, he was. He, was <laughs> he was what chief of staff? No, no secretary, secretary of staff. Secretary, secretary of staff. staff. So, secretary. so and uh, Bolton was, you know, under secretary of state or a secretary of defense. No, probably an under secretary of state. I don't recall what 
All right. Yeah. All maybe, right, maybe. Yeah, because so Kavanaugh, we don't know if we really want Kavanaugh. I would say probably not. I do not like Kavanaugh at all. And I'll agree with the two of you. To, to your, I'll, I'll defer to your greater wisdom on Thank this you. matter. Yeah, right. We're so we're so wise. All right. Great. All right. So so we'll see what happens. It, all it, it might get through. Have at what happens with McCain though? He's dead. I understand that, but they don't get to fill in somebody to do the vote for him. Uh, it won't, and unless they, <laughs> unless McConnell says, "Well, you know, we need to have a full Senate to get it to death." To pass this, so Governor Ducey, no, get on it. What's the, um, what's the uh, protocol for who comes up next if, if a senator dies? The, the, the governor appoints him. And that ha- that appointment has to be confirmed too? No, the governor, Governor Ducey, would just say, you know, I want my dog to be the next senator and appoint him. And, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it's going to be that, well, they, he already found somebody and he's going to appoint him probably until 2020. Because it's too late for the elections. Uh, I forgot what his name is. Okay. Yeah, but McCain was up this year? No, um, McCain was safely reelected uh, last 20, time. 2016? Yeah. All right. All right, Michael, are you going to sign up for us? All right, this is Michael. This is Robert. And this is Phillips. Signing off.